It's a Daily Talk Show episode 370. We've got Dan DeBoof in the studio. Hey guys, great to be here. And just by saying in the studio, you've Mm -hmm. massively understated where we are. Like this is quite literally a studio. Like it's phenomenal. The... This wood panelling, did you rig that up yourself? Well, you yeah, were in Tommy episode 241. It's now 370. In mm-hmm. your just hideous, yeah. grim bunker that you used to pretend to broadcast <laughs> from. It was foul. In comparison, it was a grim bunker. These now, are salubrious surrounds. Yeah, Look yeah. at this. This yeah. is amazing. You've even got indoor plants. And yeah. guys, guys, guys. Are they real? Yes, yeah, so yeah, they're they real. Are. Okay, first of all, how does that? How do they get sunlight? We we take them up uh, yeah. every couple of days into, mm. onto the balcony. That's why we have an intern. Actually, no, he's crippled now. He can't, he can't actually do. <laughs> do those little tasks. Three D deal. Yeah, yeah. walking know, wounded. I um, I as I was coming in, I remembered I was triggered to the moment that I call. I think I called totally obsessed your podcast. Absolutely obsessed. Yeah, was, was, was this yeah. on the last show? Yeah, it's called something like Chat Ten Looks Three or something. I can't remember the name. Yeah, mate, that's still in the new and noteworthy. I want to know how long can you be in new and noteworthy? I, for? I got it back in. So what happened was when I talked to you guys, I was doing what I call unofficial season one, okay. and I took a Christmas break. So when I put, uh, I started up maybe six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. God, no, might have been even more because it was during comedy festival. And I um, kicked it off with Phil Jupiter's from Nevermind the Buzzcocks, which is great. Mm-hmm. He's an f- amazing guy. And I just gave Apple a little heads up. I was like, hey, I don't know if um, season two premieres count yeah. as new and noteworthy, but to me it's new and noteworthy. Well, so it could be do and, what you want with that. And or noteworthy. Like, because the thing is, I've seen stuff Wait, that's- Hang on, so you're saying it's only new? <laughs> 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 no, or just just noteworthy because okay. that's what I was thinking. Because I was like, this. I remember when I had my uh, podcast, Josh speaking years mm. ago. There was fuck all out there, so you could sit in yeah. new and noteworthy for yeah. like I was in there for years. Yeah, well, now there's a bit of a churn, to be honest. The yeah. phone, the phoner I did in Shepherd and on the main drag um, is like a bunch of old motels, and mm. one of them, when I say old, fucking old, one of them had a sign on it said new mattresses. And it had been there for I think five or six years, and like, and I did this phoner. When can you? How long can you say something's new for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or just a crazy business claim where it's like it just assumes that all other motels have super old mattresses. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. when you know that um, uh, canned salmon and the tagline that this agency cooked up for this canned salmon was doesn't go grey in the can. And it, oh. I didn't know that was a thing. It's not. That's the thing. Oh. They just made it up. <laughs> I love that. All other canned salmon look bad. You'd be always looking for the grey salmon. Correct. You'd go, oh, what if I open this one and it's grey? I love that. I'm yeah. sure there's some kind of, um, who's the governing body? Like the, you know, we have our Adfer or something. consumer affairs. ACCC maybe. You're not allowed no to idea. do that shit. Like we're thinking about what we can label this show. I, it's kind of inspired by Howard Stern. Who Isn't it was, exactly what it says on the tin? It's yeah. daily you talk and it's a show. Well, we're straightforward there but um <laughs> oh you studied you did law for, for a period of time yeah i've got uh, a law degree uh, mate. perfect that's don't, <laughs> don't undersell it but yeah so we're trying to work out what our sort of like um, have you been injured by a bus is. <laughs> or yeah. a french press oh, <laughs> yeah. to 3d deal afterwards no, well, howard, what you wish for. <laughs> howard stern has the king of all media yeah which yeah. he like coined him himself yeah breakfast that. with the stars is another really good one. Oh yeah okay. well, that was colin, J- colin jackie o were doing that weren't they did we you have one for you guys had oh my god i remember hilarious one where we printed these posters and we got them back <laughs> something like it says something like <laughs> Dan and Maz there when you wake up 
Four to seven weekdays. Four to seven. <laughs> and we were just like, what? And they were like, oh, whoops. They, they fucked it up. They fucked it up. Four to oh, seven. No. Four to seven a.m.? That was a bit, yeah, yeah, I know, right? No. Well, who's waking up at 4 p.m.? What's wrong with your life? Um, so, yeah, I, I, it was something like when you wake up or something like that because mm. they were like, it's not from 6 a.m. because not everyone listens from 6 a.m. Yeah. When you wake up, it's about you, you know. And like, it's okay. so interesting. Like, it sounds like a one-night stand. How much shit is applied to, like how much thought goes mm. into these things. Mm. Like you can create a story based on everything. Right? If you can make it stick though, I think it mm. then becomes very powerful. Yeah. Mm. So if we're like. So you're actually, you want to do a brainstorm now what it could be. Well, we well, think you're like um, the only daily podcast in Australia. I don't know. Well, so it's, a, well, it's like the only, well, because we're going to eventually have live streaming and all that sort of thing. And so like maybe, like could we be the first of something? But does it actually have, when well, you say so, it, Okay, so all right. What is the Guinness World Record for a podcast every day? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's good a good point. Idea. Find out where it is. Yeah. Beat it. Mr. 97, can you look that up, please? I saw him, I saw him move the just, second yeah. I said that. Well, I, my feeling is, though, that it will never be able to beat it based on some nerd who got in on 2004. Yeah, or it doesn't just, exist. Yeah. yeah, or it doesn't exist. It's yeah. commercial radio's best friend. you've tried <laughs> Set it. the Guinness. world record that no one's ever talked about. <laughs> that's Definitely actually you've done it. You've put on seven, 70 pairs of underwear or something. Come no, on. no, it's a podcast. No, no, but for you, did Why you do I one? Why would I put on 70 pairs of underwear? It, seems like, it a... seems like a dumb Guinness World Record that um, Carl Stefanovic would try. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. Show, you know, I... Like, Definitely did one about trying to eat as many Ferrero Rochers as possible in a minute. And that wasn't even a client thing. That was just we found weird world records that did exist. Yeah. To, and just to go like, how hard could they really be? Yeah, I've done yeah. that and I wasn't even recording anything. I was, that's <laughs> you my that I was just really depressed. <laughs> <laughs> you did that the other I mean, uh, I had Christmas alone. <laughs> guys, ye- yesterday I was um, uh, filming an interview for a friend who was chatting to one of his friends. I was capturing an interview of a guy who is about to have some elective surgery, weight loss surgery. Very, okay. um, he weighs over 200 kilos. So like a liposuction or a band or a staple? or No, I think they actually remove part of your stomach now. Versus oh, yes, actually, I know about this. Yes, yeah, and so that way there's less room to fill kind of thing. Yeah. And so one thing that blew my mind was he said every day someone random, a random person calls me big boy. Yeah, that makes sense. It's pretty right. fucked up. Really? Did you get trolled, Josh? Did you have um, any um, fat shaming? No. Wait, were you I was fat? A, yeah, I was 120 kilos. Which is pretty big. I'm How like do we get onto fat 93. People? I don't know. I didn't uh, talk we? about But we do talk about it a bit because oh, okay. it is Because been... I was like, what, what, geez, did I like zone out for a little bit? Just like, <laughs> when did we do all those bong ribs? Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, but I think there is, um, well, I guess it's referring to the, <laughs> the, the, the world record. The, the world, world record. record. The sc- uh, scoffing Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I was like, it's all what? coming out. It Ooh. moves. We do move pretty yeah, quickly. It's, like, here down. Yeah, it's half past, not even half past yeah. nine. All right. Okay. No, it's good. I said I wanted to wake up and yeah. um, this will do it for you yeah. delicious technivore mocky mocha master coffee so yeah no but i think definitely the well, same machine it's not an endorsement just love the product <laughs> it is a very good product a yeah. dutch i believe makes sense dutch, yeah. Technivorm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we had the discussion because um 3d deal said something like if it's he lives in canada and he said if i know the products from canada i won't need to wash it thoroughly but if it's from outside Side of Canada, ah, I then okay. need to wash it if it's brand new. So he's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it's Made from, in uh, China. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> Got all those grubby Chinese hands all over it. 
Do you? Are you someone who racist? Not very much, but I mean, we are with friends. So, how on the scale of um, I only buy in China and Dick Smith? Oh, where like, do you sit on the scale in regards to Australian mates? Could not care less. Uh-huh. Could not care less. There is are, there anything that you would specifically only buy if it's in Australia? Like oranges? Would you be like, oh, if they're from California? I'm not well, interested. I get, a, I get a vague, um, you know, frisson of excitement every <laughs> time I shop at some small local place rather than some giant monopoly. Yeah. So, you know, actually walking down to a bookshop, like a local bookshop and going, hi, I would like a book, yeah. mm. holding it in my hand and walking back and going, oh, I'm keeping the wheels of capitalism <laughs> turning. <laughs> and then, um, and then checking on Amazon, buy it on there, put the book back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like, put them on my eBay then and I just, yeah, I'm just drop shipping them to <laughs> Kazakhstan or something. But um, no, I, yeah, we are in this weird world now where convenience is the king. Yes. Right? So everyone wants everything to be as convenient as possible and it's like, you know, how can you get a packet of chicken breast for $4 uh, because those chickens get brutalized, mm-hmm. right? So, I do kind of go, oh, yes, I'll get the the slightly better one. Mm-hmm. There's the one that says RSPCA approved and you're Good like- Good or bad? That- well, I think that what that means is we've gone online, we've find, found out the bare minimum <laughs> yeah, you have sure. to do to not get sued mm-hmm. by the RSPCA and we're doing just above that. Every chicken gets a millimetre more space than those recommendations. Well, Whereas, so- you know, the ones that are a bit more like farmy and all that sort of stuff, and they're local, you can see the suburb they came from and you go, oh, nice, okay, mm. they came from Lilydale or something. So you're, like, well, beca- oh. uh, you're talking about Lilydale chicken, RSPCA approved, right? It's No, it's a step above. <laughs> oh, it's a step above. Yeah. The thing is, though, well, when better you- Better be, I'm paying more you, for it. You Yeah, you're paying more. So the people that can't afford more can't be purchasing the stuff that is better for the environment. Well, we shouldn't be eating so much meat then. Well, Mr. Meat Nine is severely underpriced. Oh, you don't even eat meat. You're no, I eat meat. No, I just said I buy chickens. What do you no, think I do? Just <laughs> buy them, laugh at them because they're dead yeah. and throw them in the bin? Just put them in the freezer. Is that what everyone buys chicken for? Put it yeah. in the freezer. <laughs> um, I throw it at pedestrians, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> well, what are you, putting it in your mouth? Gross. <laughs> Mr. 97 uh, nearly lost his mind when 3D Dill uh, came back and he'd bought um, it. Why are you naming all your friends numerically. Oh, it's just, it's actually, that's a good point. Ah, 37502. <laughs> Welcome it's to my the studio. S- slightly spectrum stuff. <laughs> I think it's easy to remember them. But the. Uh, ah, friend seven. <laughs> friend seven. <laughs> Enjoy a coffee if with if me. If only I got that high in numbers. But I. Um, <laughs> could never fill out a MySpace top eight. Oh. <laughs> could you. I'm trying to think with MySpace, could you bring it lower than eight? I think you could. Yeah, you could. could top four. four. Do you remember yeah. the view source? So a lot of people would hide yeah. and you could go view source and then yeah, actually yeah, yeah. see. So yeah. it was almost like a bit of a you game. See it anyway. But uh, uh, Mr. I would 97. I inspecting those elements so hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. 97 uh, nearly lost his mind when 3D Dill came to the office and he had caged, he'd bought caged eggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's a yowzer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, not ideal. Yeah, not yeah. ideal. But it gets a little bit hard. We were in uh, regional. But where were the eggs from, mate? They weren't from China, were they? <laughs> hey? Those jerks. But the, the, it's, it's actually harder. I was trying to buy eggs over the weekend and it's like they use weird language. Yeah. Like I think there was one. Cage adjacent. Yeah, yeah. It is a little bit like that. It doesn't identify what yeah, it's environment he lives in. Yeah. But you know the. Um, well, there was one, um, the, you know, the FDA, which is the Food and Drug Administration in the mm-hmm. US. I was watching John Oliver talk about the, uh, Im- you talk about um, gastric surgery. He was talking about um, body implants, mm. like pacemakers, et cetera, right? Things like that. 
They have all these different uh, devices that you can get implanted inside you. The, the doctor will say, hey, why don't you get this thing that shoots this chemical into this bit of your body to make you better in that way? Mm-hmm. Like insulin's an example. And um, there's FDA, there's two types, right? And it's like FDA approved and FDA something else. And one of them is literal garbage. Really? It's like one FDA cleared and FDA approved or something yeah. like that. Mm. And one of them is just complete garbage. It's like. like uh, they, it might not kill you. He showed it. Well, it, no one has actually approved it. Yeah. Mm. It just exists. Whereas the other one is like, no, this has been tested and approved. So you're basically a science guinea pig mm. if you're using it. Well, I remember, tw- you know, 23andMe, the DNA, like there's a bunch of them now, but you oh, get you your genome. you didn't DNA to them, did you? Yeah, yeah he did. Oh, spat great. into a tube. Right, now yeah. you're on their exactly. database. On the list. Yep. Yeah. But what do, you, what do we think is actually, what's the worst that could happen? That is such a hilarious question, all right? So when, don't you, don't you remember like 10 years ago? When no, we all I can't. <laughs> when we all started Facebook 10 years ago or whatever, like 15 years ago, we were all like, Oh, yeah, privacy. What does that mm-hmm. mean? I mean, you know, I just won't put up any pictures of me drunk and yeah. I'll be fine. And now we've got Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, mm. that's what the worst that can happen is. Like, these things work in mind-boggling ways that we yeah. could mm. never understand and they will come back and bite us mm. in the ass. Well, yeah, I wonder, the the genetics one specifically, like, because it is, because I guess you could you could use genes, like, to clone people, could you? Like, is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. My knowledge of cloning extends about <laughs> as far as... I mean, yeah. I was I was a kid of the 90s, so yeah. Dolly the Sheep was huge. That was the... Sheep that got cloned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they stopped that, didn't they? Did they just completely... I don't know. Yeah. I'm, they're pretty sure there's other, you know, clonosauruses out there. But mm-hmm. um, the, do you want to know a fun fact about Dolly the Sheep? Yes. Fun fact, go. Do you know why she's called Dolly the Sheep? Dolly no. the Sheep. Dolly, pardon? Oh, no. well, you're on the right track. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Because, and this is some classic, like, think about how woke we are nowadays, mm. right? <laughs> because she was cloned from a mammary gland and Dolly Parton has massive boobs. <laughs> and that's Deadly why they serious. say Really? Yeah. Could you imagine if that happened now? Could you imagine uh, the outrage? I know. Dolly the sheep would get milkshake ducked but, <laughs> in a heartbeat. But, but they also, uh, they, you can't clone, like, that's a rule now. You can't clone things, can you? Says who? Yeah. I think yeah, I'm at home watching Netflix there right is a bunch now. Of people doing. <laughs> there is like a, I watched a documentary on like the nuclear disaster in Ukraine. You know, like the, when they, Chernobyl. Yeah, Chernobyl. We I all know. Call it God. Chernobyl. I literally <laughs> the way I forgot you said the name. Yeah, I, yeah. I, was, um, <laughs> I was watching a documentary about the tall statue in the US harbour of a woman with a torch. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know it. Yeah. But that's Shit. really... It's I, very popular at the moment. Sh- the, <laughs> Chernobyl is? The yeah, it's, documentary. It's oh, really? It's hot. No, the drama series. Oh, the da- drama okay. series. Not the same thing? I watched this thing on it, Amazon Prime. not the same thing? No yeah, this is a drama series. Okay. But I haven't seen it. Yeah, but... There's lots of people watching it. Yeah, mate. We're so, just not up but, to date. But so you're not cool is we're what we're trying cool. to say. Don't pretend cool. like you are. Well, I'm um, not interested. I was watching this show. You might not have heard of it, right? It's called Game of Thrones. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I actually haven't seen any Game of Thrones. That's all right. I'm not but, surprised. Um, <laughs> no, but I thought it was interesting. You like, also have created a media empire. So <laughs> exactly. it balances out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't watch the dragon show, but you but got we have this. our own sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got mic arms. Um, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That pretty legit. Do you like the mic arms? I actually really do. Okay. I'm, I kind of want, um, I would love, my dream desk setup would be like one arm like this and the other with a monitor. Mm. And I could just position them any way I wanted at any time because I just hate um, my, my mic. My mic setup for Totally Obsessed is these little traveling tripods that are about mm-hmm. this big, right? Yeah. And the mics are. Like not 
unlike these, but not these. But they're this he- heavier. Yes. Are but, they road or what? Yeah, brand? yeah. Um, Are they white? Do they go into USB or do they go into XLR? Uh, XLR is one of the three prongs. Yes. Yeah, like what you'd have uh-huh. on a microphone. You sure yeah. they're not like these? This. Then I'm, okay. I'm positive. The I'm trying to think. Well, the pod mic is USB What are you doing, only. a Jedi mind trick on? Yeah. These are the microphones <laughs> you're looking for. I'm trying to think. Rode, only, Rode don't have. Oh, they've got like the broadcaster. Mm. Anyway, we're yeah. getting very technical. That's all right. Who knows? People yeah. might love that. Yeah. Bit. You know, when you yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. There's some stuff that people love and some stuff people don't. People might be like, oh, why can't they talk more about their mic settings? Oh. We've, oh. Done, we've done that a fair bit, yeah. actually. Do you we do some a- audience research? We just, no, Get some people data. just email us. We yeah. talked about websites and people were having a chubby. What about <laughs> digital chub? See, you couldn't fucking say digital chub on your show, could you? Could you say chub? Do you reckon you could say chub? Yeah, you could, but I don't like it. <laughs> I get annoyed. I get annoyed when I'm recording at about the 25-minute mark, someone drops an F word, I go, great, now I'm going to put that explicit uh, sticker on this one. Oh, because you don't uh, want to. Why? Is there a well, the meaning and, behind it? Well, the new and noteworthy, I wonder if they don't like uh, sp- that's kind of a part of it, um, but also Joe Matt, Rogan has no problem being at number one of podcasts in the world. But is he? I'm not here to be number one. I'm here to be the podcast my mum can play to her class at school. Oh, that's really? what it's about. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, Daniel, I'd listen, Daniel, the language on the latest one. We were halfway through, and someone said a very naughty word. I'm like, all right, mum. Not allowed to swear. Well, because you actually no, you can. It's well, there was one um, episode that didn't. Go to where that you did. I think it was in the Sydney Comedy oh. Festival. Can you you beeped out yeah. the uh, no? The I can't topic. say it here, but um, you can. You can say anything here. No, I can't because the re- like personal it, brand. Yeah, it was bought. Yeah, and at the same time, there are a couple of other things that I was kind of um, I was doing like this uh, schools presentation. Like mm-hmm. schools want to learn how to podcast, so I kind of get sort of parachuted in to be like the, uh, sure. the rent uh, expert on podcasting, and that's kind of mm-hmm. like. You know, a fun way to make money, I guess. That was literally, yeah. I was talking to a mate this morning about this who's got a podcast and I was like, the conundrum that Tommy and I are in in some, some ways is we, know, we could make so much more cash teaching people how to do this than the actual thing itself. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's not the reason why you do it. I don't know. Are you solvent? Uh, no, no, we're fine. We're fine. Okay, well then don't stress too much about yeah. making cash then. Um, you're far better off if you don't need the, the liquidators cash. are here in half an hour. So <laughs> yeah, we'll wrap this up. The, yeah. Yeah. He's actually watching the live stream. G'day, mate. <laughs> well, how many how are we going? No Sebs? Seven. Okay. Seven. Okay, okay. so yeah. now I issued a, I, it's, I issued a test, uh, not a test, a challenge before the show that I think we said it on air. Did we say it on air? Yeah, we did before. It was on air. Well, you said three, two, one, oh, let's go. Oh, okay. It wasn't on air? No, okay. it was before. It was just oh, before yeah, recording. I'm so sorry. We were live no, streaming. No, no, you're right. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. You're going. If you, if you come at the king, you best not miss, okay? Um, so we said if the live stream on Instagram gets to 20, then uh, Captain 65 or whatever, <laughs> Chicken 65 over here, Chicken is going to issue a um, celebration sound. Mm-hmm. Yep. What was it? Mr. 73 or something? 97. 97. It sounds like someone was who is talking to under... Like it's, like, it's like you're talking to <laughs> underage kids on a goddamn <laughs> chat room. You know, like, oh, Mr. 97's back. Yeah. So yeah. Mr. Yeah. That, that was his enter score. Do you remember what your enter score was? It yeah. would have been good for law. It was far better than his. <laughs> 97. <laughs> 97 is like yeah, three off the best in the fucking... Yeah, exactly. What, what, did, you get? what did you get? What, what did, did they say? Because you, you grew up in SA? WA. 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 Uh, it was called the TEA. 
yeah. And what did you... What out of 100? Or out of 99.99? Out of 99.95, yeah. Okay. So I was by 0.5s, yeah. And so what did you what did you get? I feel weird. I, I'm, I'm 34 years old. That was half my <laughs> Mate, life ago. I only talk about my childhood. Do you honestly want to know? Yes, yeah. I honestly want to know. Okay, 99.15. Oh, wow. That's great. I even did a little smile as I said it. Like, <laughs> I feel like, like I remember like calculating my grades online and being like, oh, my God. How yeah. did you do it? Like, were you just a ridiculous... Literature, English literature. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't top the state, but I... Um, got a hundred percent in the exam. So and so because in Victoria you have to do all these specific, like you have to do maths and you have to do. All oh, these I actually specific- had quite fun with it. So I was never really a big fan. I enjoy uh, the sort of sense of maths and science, but the actual like sit down and nut out some fractions. What is really, the sense? What does that mean? Like I love the way it all fits together and the theories and the like. I love reading about it. You mm-hmm. know. Um, but I don't actually like sitting down and doing equations, sure. right? Yeah. So I got to the end of year 11 and yeah, you're right. You have to do a maths and science and a humanities, at least one of each, basically. Mm-hmm. That's why all the kids who do like chemistry, physics and stuff like that also do literature or, you know, I was on the opposite side of the thing. So I basically, I don't like rules. If someone puts a rule in front of me, I go, ooh, how can I tinker with this rule? And I said, I don't want to do any maths or science. And they're like, but you've got to. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to. And they were like, okay. Mm. And they sat down and they were like, look, what you could do is you do all the subjects you want to do, which mm. was French politics, literature, drama, and ancient history. Was that f- French politics? Or no, no, French, comma. Comma, comma yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. French politics is a, a niche. It's fascinating <laughs> at the moment. I got to vote in the EU election the other day because really? I'm a French citizen. It's really? fascinating stuff. So, Did you really? Yeah. Drama, French, <laughs> politics, <laughs> literature, Ancient history, right? That was my mm-hmm. sort of, that was my dream lineup. And they were like, okay, cool. So, what you could do mm-hmm. is do that and at the end of the year, just sit the maths exam and that would count, do like the, the lowest level maths for TE and that would count it as uh, 100% of your, there would be no coursework in that year. It would be 100% mm-hmm. that. Okay. And that's what I was going to do. But then um, they timetabled ancient history and French at the same time. Oh, and no. I had to choose. So I chose French. And then I decided, well, I've got to do an extra subject now. So I just picked up maths. Because I was literally going to ask you a bunch about ancient history just after yeah, you said that. Yeah, I so know. I and I, I, that. It's a real – sometimes I, I get so frustrated mm-hmm. that I, you know, can't name mm-hmm. all the, you know, emperors of Rome yeah. or – yeah. The kids that you spoke to about the podcasting, what do you think? Kids that I – oh, yes, cool. Yeah, so what yeah. are you thinking about – what are, what's the vibe? So it turns out there was no joy in that anecdote. All right, <laughs> no, back to where we were. Vibe in terms That's of, a dead end. Turn around, go <laughs> like, back. Well, I think about no minotaur here, kid. Theseus. I think about so I'm the opposite. I didn't think anything about anything to do with my schoolwork, <laughs> and it sounds like so you, you actually mean? enjoyed working out. Okay, if I do this, it means this, and mm, I guess yeah, that's yeah. what you need to do if you get 97 or 99. Um, the kids that you're speaking to at the moment, what are the, what's the vibe from the These kids? These are VCAL like, kids, so they're the exact oh, they've opposite. Given up. They've given no, up. no, no, they haven't. Well, the, no, the system has given up on them. them. Yeah. No, no, no. System. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the thing, though, Like, because my brother did VOC, which is similar. Um, I did VCAL, dude. I gave yeah. up. It's, well, that's think, the thing, right? Well, you do, though. That's the, the exact point is you do give up. Well, because you, you have shouldn't. to do a trade. I think the issue with VCAL is it's mm. like, Oh, you got to do something with your hands. You got to do. You got to be a fucking labourer or something like that, I rather think the, than thinking about it more broadly. Which is like, you could actually 
be a filmmaker doing like yeah, I, I couldn't do could VCAL. Yeah, or you could just have a really nice life, like yeah. being someone in the creamy <clears throat> middle. Like these days, everyone it's Did you like say creamy middle. Yeah, like think mm. of an Oreo, just yeah. living in the creamy, mm. no highs, yeah. no lows, just the creamy middle. Um, They're vegan and, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's fun fact. Still will make you fat as fuck. Yeah, if you eat too many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How yeah. many can you eat in yeah. a minute? Let's find out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's like. These people to oh because you're not going to be a, a neurosurgeon then you're going to have to mm. you know be the scum of society. It's mm. like oh like oh you know but oh there's hope you could get a billion Instagram followers like mm-hmm. oh who cares like sorry everyone on Instagram yeah. uh, how many are there? We've got a billion. Yeah, what do we? No, was gone down to three. Okay, that's See, okay. that's kind of where I thought we'd be pitching by the time we were If we ever get below five, just say I can't say the number right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we will talk after yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you felt the show went? <laughs> so does your does your mum work with VCAL? No, no, mum? my mum's in Perth. She does uh Year six. Okay. Year six. Yeah. And so yeah. the VCAL stuff that you've been doing, that's separate to Yeah, this is just stuff. through me, just mm-hmm. um uh, you were going to say you know, hustling? No, it's the opposite. It's <laughs> the opposite of hustling. It's just through me having a podcast and getting yeah, sure. like, you know, dandebooth.com. Uh, you can go in the, you know, the forms where it's yeah. like oh. put in your name and your email and it just comes up in my inbox. Yeah. So what do you think these kids, What what's what's the hope for them? What are they, what are they getting out of this? I think they've just been told that they don't fit into the society's definition of success mm. where people go and especially at school. Like, I mean, I know. I was just, if I'd gotten below 99, I would have been distraught. <laughs> like, I seriously would have been like, how, how did mm. this happen? Um, and the fact that now I'm out in the real world and it's almost embarrassing to have gotten something that high. Like, people go, oh, 95, that's amazing. And I go, holy shit, I yeah. hope no one finds out. Like, mm. you know, I had a friend who went and studied at Oxford and then when he <laughs> came back to Australia like, and was looking for a job, people were like, Maybe like just play that down on your resume a bit. Really, people will think, "Oh, he went to Oxford. We don't want to hire him. He's too um, highfalutin." You know, where does the credit lie now? How do you mean? So, wh- wh- how how are you seen as you know? So one one once upon a time, your you know score, score was yeah. of a lot of worth on resumes and shit like that. Whereas, I don't like, even put it on my resume. Yeah, but I'm saying now, where does it lie? What like where does People's worth is it in Instagram followers? Is oh, okay. it you know social fucking cred? No, is it- I think um, if I were to say what's important right now, I would say a sense of human contact and community mm. and being able to actually talk and engage and mm-hmm. and think and um, yeah, you know, things like critical thinking yeah. and, and it's a you know we use the word all the time, but creativity, things mm-hmm. like that, where it's like that. Because the other thing is, right, is you look at all these jobs to being replaced by machines and stuff like that. Like, God, I, I get nervous about people going and doing trades. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you could be replaced by some robot in 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. And these kids are 15 now. Yeah. So I think yeah, I would say what is super valuable is, yeah, just, you know, in the moment, um, person to person and critical thinking and just, yeah, that sort of stuff. That I Just real... It almost, it's not tangible because mm-hmm. like bricklaying mm. is tangible. Yeah. But it feels to me, it's like proper, like mental, yeah. tangible. It's the self-awareness. Yeah. It's it's the, the elements that are going to actually, yeah. when the computers are doing shit and you have to have conversations with people well, to make so, stuff happen. I was thinking, there's something the other day. I'll throw this one at you guys and see what you think. 
So people were saying like the the superpower of the future is creativity because machines can't be creative and um, there are so many jobs that will be replaced by machines but creative jobs won't, mm. right? And we probably all thought that because we are mm. all kind of in that sort of arena. Yeah. But this is my dystopian prediction is that those skills won't be important because the market won't care about creative products. Mm. No one will care. They'll go, I am perfectly happy with something completely predictable, exactly like what I've had before. Just churn it out. Mm. I don't care. I will click like on it and anything creative will fade away. I, th- I think that you've got to make a distinction between audience and what people want versus what technology will provide. So I think te- technology is going to make it easier to make you know, to give repetition and to give you the same thing over and over again. And I think we're already seeing that artistry, things that are handcrafted, mm. imperfections, having a knife maker make a knife versus mm. having something made, you know, in mm. a big sort of scale manufacturing thing. Those things that are unique, I think, will end up having more value. So I um, think. That- yes, but like do a bit of a sample, like mm. go to all your friends' kitchens, see mm. what they've got in their knife block. They've probably just got the generic knives bought in a yeah. set from wherever. Well, I think it's based on status as well too, right? So if if we think of life is a bit like thinking about enter scores and all that sort of thing, all of these things are ways of showing status, financial, you know, how much money you have, that's another yeah, way of status. This is what I'm saying. This is now, this is why you end up with this yeah. stratification. Mm. So it's not about the 1%. It's about mm. the top 10%. And they're, you know, you're the lawyers and the doctors and all yeah. this sort of stuff, right? Because the gulf between them and everyone else is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then everyone else is getting clumped down the other side in mm. this bizarre world where you have to, you know, ride a bike with full of hamburgers to people's houses on their demand. Like that's mm. that's the split. But if that becomes if that becomes universal, if everyone has access to those things, mm. then f- that can no longer be a thing of status. And yeah, so and that's and that's why like it feels like the you know, that ten percent or whatever, the thing that you're handcrafted be, knives. Yeah, but that, yeah. but I think that they, not only that, but I think that the awesome th- why it's awesome for society is the things like handcrafted knives and the art, the artistry and all that sort of thing can actually bleed down, I believe, to the other levels because it's not financial. Like <laughs> you it's, sound like Reagan. <laughs> it, it, feels like, it feels like there is it feels yeah. like there is the uh, some of these things. So stuff so for instance, if if connectedness becomes the norm, then the world is going to be seeking more disconnectedness in regards to from technology. So being able to go out into the bush. Yeah, but some people can't have that. Because, like, so for example, there are, being able to disconnect is a status symbol as well. Mm. Um, because most people, um, like, they have to be always exactly. on. If you're an Uber driver, you have to be connected. Exactly. If you're an office worker, mm. like, you can't just go, "Hey, I'm doing no email this week." Yeah. And that's what, and that's why I mean. I think that's a status symbol. So, in some regards, there are the weirdness of it is that uh, homelessness and all those sort of sorts of things those people are actually doing some of the things that w- rich people are going to be seeking, which is... What? Deta- Sleeping well, in a bedroll yeah, no, well, under de- a train well, detach- station. Detachment, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the... So th- that that then becomes... I'm just nervous about I mean, guy saying that the homeless are as lucky as the no, rich. No, what I'm, sa- what I'm saying is that the some of the, the values or the things that c- come out of not having much, it's like we've got the minimalism movement, mm. all of these things, which are actually 
people sink, uh, seeking simplicity. So yeah, I think but they're the, choosing it. They're not having it forced upon them. Hmm. Like I met a guy on the weekend who has a successful business selling paper, handmade paper. Cool. It's awesome. He's just opened another shop. And I was thinking more of these businesses, more of these ventures that people, you know, sort of the, the paths they'll go down to create mm. something like this because they love what they do. And they'll find a little market to make money from it, which is the juggernaut businesses like Amazon, which yeah. is taking over the world. It's like well, there will be a few of these juggernaut businesses you that know, are providing 60% a lot. of Americans think Amazon is a force for good in the world. Mm. Mm. And I think, Crazy. Yeah, but I think like there's – yeah, I don't think that all these things are that black and white. I think that like these things that could be – like Wait, are you saying that yeah, exactly. shades of grey? Yeah, exactly. There's nuance. Yeah. But I think that that's part of. I think that's part of the. Um, even like I was listening to your, um, the conversation around Jordan Peterson and all that sort of thing, and I think that I'm not. I'm not very sort of. I don't have a very strong political view. I don't think intentionally well, anyway. Do exactly, yeah, and yeah. so I think that that's a thing. Is like I've never. I never knew about like it's only in the last three or four years that mm. I've like. Oh, fuck, there's like left-leaning media yeah. and there's right-leaning media. Yeah. And I think that what can sometimes happen is that based on ideologies or I need to, based on my beliefs, I should believe that X, Y, and Z is good mm. and X, Y, and Z is bad. And I think that like the interesting thing that I'm finding is like, oh, there are, uh, there are places for different things. You can consume Jordan Peterson or you can consume different types of content, but that doesn't mean that you're a misogynist or that you're right leaning or you're this or that. And I guess that's part of the distinction between not being black and white on things is it's like, I'm talking based on the very little knowledge that I have in the world. But what I'm trying to do is think about it from my perspective. Yeah based on that it's not always conducive to left or right. So some things I might say where it's like, I don't think we should be getting so much stuff from China. You could say, okay, that's a national nationalistic. It could be, yeah. it could be, uh, there is that level of like, oh, is it racist to not take things from other countries or do all that sort of thing? But that's the interesting thing, right? Yeah. But there's also the other element, which is like, Supporting local business, shut down mosques, and doing all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I um. Well, I don't think they have to be the same. Yeah, because there's yeah. yeah, there are those extremes, right? Yeah. And so I think that that's the interesting thing about all these conversations is you. I would like to think that we can have a little bit of here, have a little bit of there, mm. without. It's very extremes. important to get out of your bubble, <laughs> right? So, and that works both ways. Yeah. So I try and read, you know, um, let's say. Uh, What's a book I've read recently? Home Fires. Mm -hmm. um, and then I might read, which is by, you know, a, I'm pretty sure Pakistani author. It's about, um, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but mm -hmm. kind of like radicalization or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then like I, you know, will go, okay, what's this Jordan Peterson about? Mm -hmm. And try to read that book. Mm -hmm. um, because it's important to you know, try and get a nice wide survey of what's going what's going on. I think the second you feel like you've got a sense of what's going on, mm -hmm. that's when you've probably lost your sense yeah. of what's going on. And that's what I think is interesting is like, but it's reading those books with an open mind versus I guess part of the risk is you read all these books 
through the lens yeah. of I have a preconceived idea of what this thing is. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because I think that out like um, what I find really interesting about you is you do have um, you are vocal in regards to like political stuff and all that sort of thing. Whereas I guess well, I'm not. I feel like I'm pretty quiet actually yeah. like I, I i like talking about it mm. but i'm not an activist yeah and there have been times where i'm like i don't know i've got ten thousand followers on social media mm-hmm. why like but even like remember the plebiscite for marriage equality mm-hmm. i put up a post of you know me posting away my um my vote and you know stuck some rainbows on it and was like you know i want to do a, a put a caption saying I've got 10,000 followers, a lot of you, a vast majority of which come from outside my social circle. You're probably like, there's probably statistically, there are some of you who are going to vote against marriage equality. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give a couple of reasons why. Hopefully that's something you can, un- and I gave a couple of reasons, it's something hopefully you can think about. And I posted it and then I, like, it got, so many more likes than anything else I'd posted. And I just felt a bit like, almost like it kind of made me feel like it was token or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. Like, it's kind of like if you're going to do it, do it. But don't do it like once every three years and, you know, get this mm-hmm. weird outlier. And yeah. Or to like, post about these things. To- I don't know. I can't tell, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Or like Australia Day, um, I, I went on the the... Um, the march through the mm-hmm. city and I was um, Instagramming all the, the yeah. signs that were up and, you know, and yeah, I, I think stories is a little different. Instagram mm-hmm. stories good because the, they don't like, What's like a moment sit in there time. as a trophy, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, people who are virtue signaling, not saying you were, but do yeah, they know but they're doing that? that. that but the, yeah. You know, it, it's easier to say, oh, that person's virtue signaling, but yeah. they're probably just thinking, uh, I believe in this, I'm going to post this. Yeah. I think it's when you have the thought in your mind of this will get me likes, which I, you didn't, but yeah. there would be people out there. It was there. kind of the opposite. I was mm-hmm. like, I know this is going to get me likes, but I want to do it despite that. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I mean, social media likes are a very bad way yeah. to measure anything, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Likes are low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, if you want to get likes, it's very easy. Just start stealing content from people and posting it. Eventually, you'll get likes, yeah. right? So, um, so you, how many how many people are watching right now? Four. Doesn't matter. What did I say? What did Doesn't I say? Matter. He's yeah. done also <laughs> ninety-seven, eight, and he fucks it. So, if, if it's how under many, five, how many you people don't watching? It. How many people watching? Unclear six. at the moment. Oh, <laughs> no, no, we no, don't, don't raise lie. your eyebrows. <laughs> as six. Six. He still six hasn't learned. Am yeah. I doing it, boss? <laughs> that, that's fine. That's fine. No, Seven thousand. It's, it's interesting, like because the thing is, like you brought up Trump earlier, and I think that it's one of those things where it's. Gotta like, do it. Kind of a podcast. I'm mentioning yeah, Trump at least. Well, I haven't. I think that I've probably, like, we would have mentioned Donald Trump early on in our podcast as like very sort of it was zeitgeisty. It was the thing yeah, everyone was talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. But um, I I worry that by talking about it or whatever, it's um, disconnected. Like I think I like to talk about the the thoughts or the ideas or you know, there's that fucking quote. It's like ah, oh, people you speak about like uh, it's like I can't remember the exact quote, but it's like that thing of uh, smart people talk about 
ideas over like talking about people. It's basically if someone's uh, having yeah, yeah, a, yeah. if they're a breakup with their friendship, they post this on Instagram. It's like the common, common thing. But my point being that it's like by talking about it in the way of Donald Trump, we're suddenly um, detaching the actual issues because people are so triggered when you talk about those sorts of things. They're so triggered by that rather mm. than all of the, the bad yeah, shit okay. being specific. But there are other ways to help out as well. Like, for example, um, having a meaningful conversation with a friend who lives in a um, like less progressive electorate mm. or, um, you know, at work being like, um, I'll I'll say no to this opportunity and put forward a, a woman that I know who would do just as well mm-hmm. or things like that. Just yeah. like as opposed to I'm going to tweet really angrily every day mm-hmm. about um, you know whatever my mission is. It's yeah. Like or just do tiny little things in the background and and um, try and uh, you know make things better. Like I remember when I started my podcast i made sure the first 10 episodes none of the guests were straight white dudes Mm -hmm. because i you know i mean look here we are right like a lot of podcasts are just straight white dudes talking speak for yourself mate (laughs) straight (laughs) (laughs) really sorry (laughs) it's a joke it's a joke Oh, okay. It was a funny joke. <laughs> oh, I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Sorry, Amy. My wife. <laughs> exactly. I, was, I, was, I swear you mentioned that before. I was like, that's why I said it. I was like, oh my God. Just wanted to throw you off. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. I was like, oh, okay, wow. <laughs> you must be really bad at picking up dudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have that thing where I'm like, okay, how can I just do a little way to redress that? Mm-hmm. And the balance has gone skew if now just because of the. Um, the guests that I managed to get while I was, people were in town and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's it's just little things like that. Yeah. And I wasn't like, hey, guys, here's my noble quest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to to change everything about my podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end like that. I just did it. Yeah. And did, it felt good. Did you find when you were in commercial radio, did you feel sort of disenfranchised by the sort of the bigger media machine? I don't even think about like with, no, 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 no. Our show was great. We were yeah. really good. I remember we um remember like I was the last time we did a primetime show was 2015, mm-hmm. right? So that was pre-Trump. Yeah. Like it was towards the end of that year when he nominated. Mm. So I feel like we got out at the best time. Yeah. Right? But um, Do you think your your show would have uh done much in that arena? Because like, I guess hard like, to tell. Yeah, breakfast um, show maybe a bit more. Not yeah, the drive, drive time. Breakfast show would be more like, um, oh, how funny is Trump? Boing, yeah, boing, yeah. boing, and trying to be a bit like, but we know racism is bad, right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. cool. Um, but like I remember one of the big ones. One of the big ones. There were two that were really big around that time. One was marriage equality, mm-hmm. and we did a lot of work with that. And I remember I there was a guy who said he would divorce his part his wife if marriage equality was legalized we had him on the show and you know i just went off at him and um uh that was a really like emotionally charged moment and i was like you know that there are there are these kids out there who are literally killing Mm -hmm. themselves Mm -hmm. because you say things like this like you yeah like that kind of thing that was intense um and then the other one was um i think like transgender rights mm-hmm. were being put on the sort of radar for for a lot of people. It was the first time they were learning about it. And that was because of Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of talk about that on the show. We had, um, 
I forget her name, but um, some she was a transgender activist, mm-hmm. and she would come on the show, mm-hmm. and um, we could just ask her anything. It was kind of like you know that show. Um, it's Can't on ABC. That? That's it. It was yeah. kind of like that with mm-hmm. her, and she could just answer anything. And it was so, um, it was so great just to have this moment of being like, "What if someone calls you by your old name? Like, is that super offensive? Like, mm-hmm. is that like saying the n word? Like, what's going on? Or is it just like if you know someone gets married and they change their surname and then you call them that? Like, mm-hmm. is what's the like all these are things fine? And that was really cool to kind of um, we did that segment of like basically, she was super stoked mm-hmm. to be able yeah. to do this. And it was always in the news. So we're like, great, let's, um, uh, you know, do that as much as possible. That was really cool too. Um, but, you know, you talk about the media machine. Mm-hmm. We had a meeting once um, with my boss um, and he sat us down, me and Maz, and he went, what's going on? And we're like, what? And he goes, why the hell have you guys not spoken about Adam Goods on the show? He's like, you're the Sydney breakfast show. He's a Sydney football player. It is the number one news story in the country. Why aren't you speaking mm. about it? Mm. And we were like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about football. Like, back then I didn't know anything about AFL. I was like, I don't know much about football. And, you know, I'm not indigenous. And I don't really. Mm-hmm. Uh. And he's like, so what? Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, he goes, you guys need to talk about this. He's like, Colin Jack here, I'm going to talk about it. Mm. Fitz and Whipper aren't going to talk about it. It's too crazy for them. Yeah. You guys owe it to the market to get in here. And even if it's just getting on air and saying, hey, are you confused by all this? I don't really know what to do, blah, blah, like, and and get someone on. Do you think that was your positioning based on the work that you'd done with the same sex staff and sort of the transgender work? Do you think that all oh, of those I, things- No, I don't think it was- a, I think it was just like, yeah. this is the kind of stuff that our show is yeah. about. Because that's what I'm and what curious we- about is like, say for instance, like Fox News- like obvious right, like they talk about, you know, being right wing or whatever. Yeah. Um, one thing that I find harder to understand is people talking about left media or whatever that yeah. is. What is your perspective on uh, media's responsibility, leanings and say those types of conversations? Well, I mean, me- media is a, like a, a media company is owned by a person, mm-hmm. Right. Media isn't some benevolent public good. Media is where someone with a lot of money has decided to monopolize communication in order to push their words out mm. to people louder than everyone else's. Mm-hmm. That is what a media channel is. It's, I mean, it's at the very, it's kind of like what you guys are. It's what I do on my podcast. We're but, a big media company, so mm, we're very yeah, much exactly. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's in the name. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was up there for <laughs> no, a second. So I was no, like, no, yeah, no, that's, no. we've got multiple brands at a big media uh, company. Yes. Yeah, and so, what do you think? A, so, an umbrella corporation. <laughs> it's a real portfolio of assets. But there. Do, do you feel that that you know when? Um, so I'm saying there's no there's no media public is a publicly listed company. So based on that, like, how does how do all these things? I'm I'm talking about this because I have well, no idea. Is there a natural? Something about stereo just chases the dollar. Mm. Like that's why no one is being left. Is there more money in the left versus the right? Do you I think? Don't know. Yeah. I think so. Fox News seems to be doing all right. Yeah, I guess that's part. But I, maybe there's something in extreme. Like, yeah, is there I think something there's in the, a natural is, lean for most media outlets to to being left, being progressive. That's probably well, just if because you're on you MTV. But if you're on MTV, I guess like you're more likely mm. to. Uh, if you're watching MTV, the types of people who are in that company or in that brand 
are going to be mm. young people who yeah, are potentially traditionally, sort of traditionally a more progressive left, demographic. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I just think people do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's what I thought, but based on that, but that then doesn't play into the narrative that Fox News produces right wing content. But the people so, who work there want that content. Yeah. Mm. And so do you think that that's a, a hiring thing? Do you think that based yeah. on a value set, it's like, yeah, we know well, that. Well, Lead Ali isn't mm-hmm. going to put his resume in at Fox News. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like, that's just, but, you know, someone, you know, Sean Hannity or someone, I don't know who's on Fox News, but like mm-hmm. they would want to work there. Yeah. It's interesting. I look at like the project uh, and I think like it's an example of a, show that tries to do big meaty issues but then also does the comedy sort of mm, stuff. And yeah. it's uh, sometimes Brie always, my girlfriend gets annoyed at me because I, whenever something I find uncomfortable happens on TV, I s- straight away switch. Yeah. And it's normally she loves watching the project but I tend, I, I get close to pressing that button whenever the, I'm seeing like, a trans, like an awkward transition or whatever. Did you find... Uh, talking about the big issues and also having fun, those transitional points hard? Or I guess within radio you've got well, I mean, talk breaks and you can good at, If you're good at it, it's, yeah. it's easier. Yeah. Like I'm not saying I'm a superhero, but like we did, we did spend like 10 yeah. years working out like how we do those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And it is super tough. Like yeah. I remember um, shootings. Mm. Like when everyone's talking about something, these days people don't really talk about shootings in America because they happen so much. Mm. But five years ago, if there was a school shooting, it was like, oh, my Lord, like, Mm. what do we do? Do we change the whole show? But another example is like, you know, Robin Williams dying. Mm. Like, I remember that. Like, Mm. we were doing drive time and we're like, oh, like he, we can't get on air and just, you know, mm, talk about it for the sake of talking about it. Well, well no, it was more just like we can't like, just do our normal idiocy, yeah. right? So we can't get on air and just be like, whoa, mm. pretending like there wasn't like the, this. <laughs> in my mind, it's like this ghost shaped like the genie from yeah, Aladdin yeah. just in the room. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Right oh, hey, guys. <laughs> um, but um, so. I mean, yeah. or can you, based on majority of the people not I think feeling the, people the way did. You, you did like, about it? But, like, I think the majority of people yeah. probably did. I, I think, think that's right. a unit. Especially in our audience. People yeah. grew up with that guy. Yeah. Mm. So, But, we, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a decision to make whether it's the thing you lead with or the thing that you don't, you, you're yeah. not choosing yeah. to yeah. talk that's about. That's just it. a programming it's decision. A, it's like if you're feeling annoyed. But I think it's a personal decision. So, for you, that was a personal feeling, which we, in, in result becomes yeah, the pro- show. It's it a programming decision whether to put it on or not. Yeah. yeah. And so, did you feel as talent, as they call it, you don't Would have you- to put that in air quotes. <laughs> no, well, I think because I think it's I think it understates as a radio <laughs> presenter, if no, you will. No, well, I think the thing with talent, which I don't like, is that maybe sort of it feels very one dimensional. Did you feel that you were making those program decisions? Yeah, mm. yeah, I I did. A lot of people have all these stories about oh media and you know you'll just be a pawn and they'll change who you are and all this sort of stuff. But honest, I don't know if I had a charmed run. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, like, I mean, there are some things where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe we did that. Mm. But, um, yeah, generally, like, working with Maz and having the bosses we, we were lucky to have throughout our show, I never really had that moment where, like, occasionally there would be a bit of, like, 
wouldn't it be great if you two thought the opposite about this issue? <laughs> sure. And we'd be like, but we agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we, we'd be able to figure out a way to make it more interesting. It is, it is a good thing about radio. I mean, other than I remember being suggested you should talk about this has just yeah. happened, mm-hmm. mm. you know, somehow bring it up. Don't have to bring some personal story about it. Or yeah, or you like just actually have you, to say this is what's going. It's on. It's always great out. when people, two people, think differently. But me and Maz as well are very sympathetic people. Like we like to figure out what the other mm. person is about and and get on board with it. So when we we would often disagree and be like, but we'd be trying to find each mm-hmm. other's point of view, and we'd actually end up switching. Yeah. Do you think like it makes for good radio? Uh, I mean, I think. I try to make everything mate for good radio. You yeah. kind of, it's like a puzzle. You've got to figure out how to make it good radio. Mm-hmm. But um, I think like I think as well, listeners have learnt to see through mm-hmm. that bullshit. Mm. And it's like I look at um, – I don't know if you saw uh, – so Richmond played Adelaide and Eddie Betts, star of the game, kicked an amazing goal and Sydney Stack, first-year player for Richmond – um, who'd been playing on Eddie Betts. Did you say That's before that you didn't know anything about football? Because this is the most football thing we've yeah, ever done. Yeah, I know. I didn't know anything about <laughs> That's his name, Sydney Stack. Sydney Stack. So, Stacks, I started following right AFL in 2016. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, so now I'm, I'm so across it. <laughs> so, Eddie Betts, star of the game, kicks this goal. Sydney Stack, young defender, playing on him all game. He's being like, Eddie, I'm not going to let you kick a goal. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm going to get one. And sure enough, Eddie got one. And all the Adelaide Crows, they all got around him, like, well done. And then Sydney Stack just comes up, they go, high five, hug. And Eddie looks at him like, yeah, I told you. Like, this beautiful moment, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone in the game is going, how good is that, mm-hmm. right? They're, and two Indigenous dudes too as mm-hmm. well. And, like, it's just such a great story. And, of course, Gary Lyons on the footy show, whatever his show is, just goes, oh, yeah, you know, it's not bloody on, is it? Oh, if you want to have a cuddle with someone from the opposition. And everyone... Everyone I've read was just like, mate, mm. like you don't need to create mm. this fake drama. Mm-hmm. Like no one, mm. like it, but you can tell like they were like, well, someone on the panel has to bring yeah, a bit yeah, of spice, yeah. you know, that sure. kind of vibe. People can spot it. Yeah. Because if he, I mean, he probably couldn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, I don't think so. Nah. Yeah. It's- well, I guess I think that it's probably, it's an interesting time to have an opinion Anywhere. He hasn't been like a bold campaigner for yeah. like battle lines being drawn, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, yeah, people, the point I'm making is that people can spot when something is confected, when mm-hmm. something's being done on purpose, when the passion isn't in it. So, when Maz and I were on air, we'd always make sure that we could find that passion point. And if we couldn't, we'd get someone on who could. Mm-hmm. Oh, the VCAL kids are probably seeing through everything. This is what, I mean, a lot of kids don't listen to radio exactly. now because exactly. they think that. Mm-hmm. That was one of the toughest things about, you know, presenting to these kids and, and trying to stoke their fire around podcasting is that, like, the vast majority of them are like, all right, mate, whatever. What do they do? Watch YouTube? Pretty much, yeah. They, it's, any it's of them crazy. listen to podcasts? No, I mean, as in while I was up talking to oh, them, they were just... sitting in their chairs just watching YouTube. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and like, um, I mean, I'm, you know, I've been on stage before. I can sort of work yeah. a tough room. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, I'd be kind of like, hey, man, well, I'll check this guy out. Yeah. Well, well, you yeah. know, yeah. like kind of trying What's to do that. that? Like, <laughs> yeah, like lightly neg them a bit just so they realize, hey, this guy's all right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, mm. that's it. You kind of, you know, if you get out of it, like someone came up to me afterwards and asked me this like really nice question and I was like, oh. 
Mm. There we well, go. What was it's the question? What's your ATA? What's your interest? Woo! I know it was. Um, I was, what did I say? I was talking about like the idea of um, sneaking up on your future mm-hmm. rather than like chasing after it. And so she was like, "What does that mean?" And I was sort of just talking to her. About it. What does it mean? Well, think about it, right? Like everyone looks at their goals and they're like, "I'm gonna get that," <laughs> like that. Whereas instead, you should be like, "That is something I would like to do one day." Mm-hmm. I wonder how I can catch it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, instead of being like, you know, let's say you want to do a radio show, instead of being like, I need to have a radio show by the end of this month mm-hmm. or else I'm a failure mm-hmm. and I'm going to do this, just go, all right, I might start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I might start to meet a few people who work in radio. And I might just put my podcast up on social media and maybe people will interact with it. And I might try and contact some of those radio people and see if they want to be guests and just slowly, like, yeah, kind of. What do you what do you think for, your future? What do you think about people who want a career? They think they want a career in broadcasting, meaning radio. What, what what's your take on someone, seventeen year old kid in that audience says, "I want to I want to do radio and what as a I career guess, moving forward, understanding yeah. automation, understanding creativity." What do you think from being in the trenches? Yeah, I just say why. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound. That sounds really bad. It's like, why do you want that? I'd be like, but why? Genuinely, yeah. what do you? What draws you to that? Um, I just think, like, I know from personal experience, I've had a lot of success with radio, but I don't think I could depend on it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wanted to, I could. I could go and get a job. You know, um, like where you like Shepparton or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like something like that. I could probably and um, I could probably stay employed in radio for a long time. But I reckon there are there's there's things out there that can scratch the same itch that aren't the same thing. So and that's um, but also like I don't know maybe you just love microphones and mm. and and panels. Yeah, I is think- there an, is there an implied like if you are into radio and you want to pursue radio, do you think there's a distinction between that and podcasting? People who want that mm. versus want want to start a podcast. I reckon they both come from a similar place. Mm. I, I think, a, like, I mean, there's definitely differences in the form. Yeah. Like, this would be like a terrible. This would be a terrible radio show. Yeah, 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 yeah music isn't on podcasts, yeah. is it? Except no. for maybe like a song explosion. But then, how like much a, music do you have involvement in when you're on radio anyway? If you do I just like see a, the hard bit from the jump. Say, if you go, I want to be in radio, and I get the jump. So if I go, the goal is to be on radio, but then I say, I look towards the future and go, the future isn't. In it, that it, it depends. Specific. It depends if it depends if you like music or if you like, um, the music that you like. Mm. Mm. So if you love the music industry, yeah, and if you love um the concepts of festivals and charts and bands and the media machine around it and all that sort of stuff, which is exciting, mm. then great. But if you like only like the Arctic Monkeys, yeah, then you probably won't do too well in radio. Or maybe you could get a community. Show like we we bumped into one of Tommy's friends the other other day. She's been doing a community show for like over ten years, mm. and she was you know you can play the music. You yeah, are your music yeah, director yeah. and all that sort of thing. Yeah, well, like, I guess yeah. that's a different posture. Or like short, than, fast, loud. You know, mm. like that's like a Triple J show all about punk rock. I think. Yeah, mm. you know? I had that in, might not even be on air anymore. That might have <laughs> been my my youth. But yeah. yeah, hearing people's goals, young people or you know anyone for that matter is like when you have an idea. Are thinking around what that goal actually means versus if they get halfway to it and they realize there's no life in radio for mm. me 
but I have that's okay, developed though. this like, podcast. You still managed thing. to have yeah. spent some time in it. Yeah, that's why it's it's very hard giving advice. How did you think about going into those VCAL kids and what you're going to talk to them about? Well, like the main thing I wanted those kids to feel was like you know how he said like about giving up, mm. like that that's not your only option. Because, yeah, I, th- I thought a lot about my brother, basically, because, yeah, he did Voc, which is the similar thing in Perth, and I just thought about how he felt at the time, and I thought about, like, how, how happy he is now. Um, and, like, he's 31, and he's only just done his apprenticeship. Like, he mm-hmm. went overseas, he did personal training, he played rugby in, in France. Like, he did all this crazy stuff. And now he's, you know, he's got his house in the, not in the country, but not in the suburbs, like Hillsville. And um, he's got his house, got lovely kids, he's got his job, like he's got his family. So I'm like, you know, he, he, he's found something mm. great, but, yeah. you know, he had to find that. And mm. I remember like, you know, his rugby coach, for example, someone who really brought something out of him back in the day. Now Tom's a great rugby coach now. He mm. coaches the local team. And so I think, yeah, you need that person to kind of break through all the um, – year 12, year 10, whatever mm. bullshit, which is telling you like, oh, if you don't get number one in your two-year, you're a loser. And it's like, <laughs> well, it's not. Yeah. Like, I always think like, I love this um, quiz show called University Challenge and it's this British quiz show and it is the most British university thing you've ever seen. Like, honestly, watch an episode. What is it, is it on? Where is it? It's on YouTube. They're okay, all great. on YouTube. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like BBC, but the BBC lets people upload it to YouTube. Uh-huh. And um, there's just these kids are just so intensely smart about everything, yeah. right? Like you play a random piece of, piece of classical music and like Debussy, or like you know, like they know like all like everything about human biology, they know everything about physics, they know everything about literature, they know everything about fine art, like all this stuff, right? But none of them. If you go back 30 years, none of them go on to be, I don't know, let's say prime minister Mm. or heads of major corporations or whatever, right? None of them, like, they just go on to be like ivory tower academics Mm. or whatever. Well, they're playing a game. They're working in think tanks or whatever, you know? And do you, I mean, what do you think that you're good at and what do you... um... I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) No, but what do you think you're good at and then... What do you wish that you were good at? What do you sort of seek, do you think? What are you constantly like? Because I, I feel like I spend a lot of time focusing on, I need to improve this, I need to mm. do this. For me, it's a lot around food. What, is, what do you mean? Well, food, like for me, it's always been like the struggle of like- Oh, if, I thought you eating. meant more you want to master some <laughs> fancy recipes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just cooking in eating general. Eating disorder. Yeah, exactly. Eating disorder. Cooking's sort of awesome. Stuff. But Cooking's yeah, the best. So for me, a lot of my life, even though I'm building all this sort of stuff, it's constantly like, you know, Sundays are always like last day of eating bad. Mondays are the worst days based on you feel a bit shit from all the stuff you've eaten oh, on okay. the weekend. That's so what, what happened yeah. yesterday? So, yes. Okay. Yes. So um, happened? What happened yesterday? I just- just on the weekend, I he had thought scones. he wasn't going to be able to eat for a scones week. Scones aren't that bad, man. Uh, uh, do, no, now do you want me to go through the list? No. no. Okay. Oh, wait, that Tank. was the top of the list. No, no, that was the worst. It goes deep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a few things. But anyway, what is it for you? What do you, what do you think that you're good at? And what is the thing that you're constantly seeking? 
that you I wish guess, it Yeah, it's really interesting because um, I have this theory that strengths and weaknesses can actually uh, be tied together. Kind of like uh, you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. So, I remember once I did this exercise with some of my friends. We were sort of working on a project together and to make it a bit easier, we decided to write down like what our um, – in one column, our strengths and another column, our weaknesses, just so we could all be on the same page and know mm-hmm. like kind of um, – you know, what we're excited about working on, what we're looking to learn right from the outset of this project, which is kind of cool. And we all had this revelation after doing that and sitting down and talking through them. Um, and we were allowed to add to other people's columns as well. So, I say, actually, no, here's something you missed out or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting a phone call. Yeah, it's fine. It, it literally comes up on every single uh, yeah. device. Device. Yeah. It's a, it's a plus one number, which is exciting. It's that's America. You can. Um, I'm not going to answer it. But also, you can put your phone on silent. That's another little. And the, all uh, the I think it was on silent on six of them, but one of them oh, got through. Oh, okay, all that's right. That's what yeah, happens when it goes on to every single. I don't understand that either. By the yeah. way, I don't, that whole ecosystem. I don't Have understand. you noticed? Just quickly on the laptops. Whenever my phone oh, rings, it so turns bad. the volume on, it's and then so if there's bad. a video yeah. playing, yeah. Oh no, I haven't had that. Oh, if you've got any <laughs> audio playing, it just starts playing, and then you can't fucking. It was a 97 has seen me work through. Like <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. For a, a guy as tec- technically savvy as you, it's Yeah, it's, it's a clusterfuck. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, weak, strengths you, and weaknesses What you can find connected. is you can draw a line between them and mm-hmm. match them up and be like, oh, that strength actually gives mm. me that weakness and that weakness gives me that strength. And so the one I always come back to is I'm quite good in the moment, mm-hmm. quite good at just thinking quickly. Um, you know, I think of things like, um, commercial radio and improv and stuff like mm. that. I'm, I'm good, right? Mm-hmm. At, at just, and I really worked hard on that. I remember when I first started doing radio, I would listen to the Hamish Downey podcast and be like, why aren't I making jokes that quickly? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, probably because Hamish Blake was far better than me mm-hmm. and also because, you know, they worked a lot harder on their show than I do on a conversation at the pub, you know? Mm-hmm. But even like in Perth, I would listen to Nathan and Nat and think the same thing. Why aren't I as quick as Nathan? And because um, that's where I was working. And I remember probably, yeah, by the Austereo days, National Driving That, going, I think I'm getting there. Mm. Like I can reliably get super funny super quickly. Like if someone comes in and they say something, I can get to a joke within three seconds mm. and make it a good one. And so, yeah, I was like, that's a really cool talent. Something I've really got. But something on the flip side of that is I like sitting at home with an empty piece of paper Mm. and like creating something really big and and awesome and substantial and useful and wonderful is really hard. Mm. And I've been doing a lot of really specific work to try and um, get better at that solo work, that long length work um, and, and really, you know, trying to figure out how to do that like and all sorts of things like i read this book called deep work by cal newport yeah, great book yeah mm. i thought it's kind of 50 50 some of it mm. is a little bit uh some of it's fantastic and mm. i've adopted into my life and i've highlighted it and i write it on a piece of papers and i put it on the wall other parts of it i'm like oh you can tell this is written by a coder bro yeah you know so what I'm was the of, bits that you i can't didn't remember reason? there were some bits where i was just like it's talking about like how to optimize your life and like say no to checking your emails and, and like all this stuff and i'm like but Man, come on. Like, mm-hmm. as if you can do that when you first yeah. start in an office. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very, he's, he's ivory tower and he's a programmer. Those are kind of two things where I go, I'm going to see what mm. thoughts you come yeah. up with. Because, yeah. But well, I think um, it's that, it's, yeah. the, it's the aspirational stuff too, I think, right? Which is like, it's like, okay, 
because young people hearing that might hear, I've got to say, no, I can't check Correct. the email. Yeah. Which is not the right advice for someone who's just getting, you need to say yes to everything. Yeah, to start and with. that's it. Yeah, and he's made it. Yeah. You know, this and, guy's yeah. made it. And right? so you focused in on trying to get better at that weakness. Yeah, and I mean, I think of like something I've specifically done, right, is some of the best work I've done has been when internet has been absent. Mm-hmm. I think of, um, I don't know if I told this story to you guys last time, but when I was writing the musical that I wrote last year, it, um, the, the thing- Is that, that the one that sold out? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we added more shows and they sold yeah, out they too. Sold out yeah, they yeah, Tony yeah. Galati the musical. Yep. So they- um, Tony went, didn't he? Yep, he did. Yeah. He came to opening night. It was really funny. Um, and then um, the, like, the reason that got started, like there were many things that got that started, but the first day where I really did some really good work on it was when my internet dropped out at home. <laughs> and I just had to sit down at my dining table with a big piece of paper and I wrote the, the, the core song of the show. And I started from nothing. I went through brainstorms. I went through rhyming dictionaries. I got everything. I got it done. And I was just like, oh, my God. Mm. I couldn't believe it. So, so, now I'm just like, if I need to get some real solid work done, I literally, like, this is from Cal Newport. I mm. literally write down the time when I'm allowed to look at my phone or computer again. Yeah. Phone in one room, computer mm. in the other. Just sit at a third place, the dining table, mm. just with blank pages of paper and a pen. Mm. And I, just, I, yeah. I just I think about weaknesses that I believe that I'm weak at and sometimes I prove myself wrong <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like, but my belief is that it's a weakness. <laughs> it doesn't play well, into the, the story. Well, the other thing to remember, right, yeah. is that your strengths are the things that you are, let's say, 150%, 200% mm. at, yeah. whereas your weaknesses are things that you're 60% at. Mm. It's not like your, weak, your strengths are what you're 80% at and your weaknesses are what you're 0% at. But I think it's mm. probably that that's all based on perspective and the stories we tell, right? Because we're probably not as good as we think in certain ways but in the same way we're not as bad as we think which i think is the interesting bit too like you have moments where it's like what does sean mccarlough say the truth lies somewhere between two extremes and how ironic that the truth be found lying somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's like yeah there's a i I did enjoy that (laughs) is that a thing that he does no i was just being a bit rococo Uh, all right it's good to you got to watch the uh the video if you to see the gesture yeah, idea. Exactly. yeah um so what what's on the horizon for you for what's the next n- what's next yeah. what are you going to do when your internet goes down i've been uh i've been doing a course at award school which is a oh, sort yeah. of creativity copywriting mm-hmm. advertising kind of school so that's been um monopolizing my time at the moment how old um, school does that feel because i know some friends have done it it's one of those ones. It's a it's a discipline. It feels like it plays very well into that sort of like focused deep work. Deep yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and it's also one of those ones where I love that metaphor that like let's say there's a hundred different doors in your mind. Mm-hmm. You've got to knock on them all. Yeah. Before you find that idea, you can't just like knock on three mm-hmm. and go oh yeah, there's a good enough idea in there. You've got to knock on every door, and it just takes so long. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like you can lose like. Essentially, for this course, you do uh, by the end of it, you have a portfolio because yeah. you've made ten pieces of work across the sort of three months. It's like a lot of creative directors and big agencies and stuff have all come from that sort Correct. of school. Yeah, and they do the lectures mm-hmm. and they also tutor you as well. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's been kind of monopolizing my time at the moment. Yeah. Um, and that and my podcast have been the 
kind of like the two things I've been working on. I've been trying to, um, we've been applying for grants to get mm-hmm. Tony Galati the musical um, up and running again. It looks like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm the kind of person who hates talking about mm. the future yeah. until I know and then being able to like announce it really happily. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to um, gauge the uh, demand in regional centres. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had reasonably good feedback from a few places. There's so, so much to be said in the regional yeah. market. Oh. Like I've, um, yeah. I worked for a company, Instinct Entertainment, and they did Strange Bedfellows, mm. and which they did a musical and they did it in Albury mm. and these like hubs where you can yeah. get sellout crowds yeah, and correct. huge And the show room. is about a West Australian farmer. Mm. So I like if we yeah. took it to these places, like that would be a really cool thing to do. That's a bit far off though. That takes a lot of admin. Yeah. Mm. Is, the, is the grant stuff... Does it feel, obviously it feels worth it based on doing it, but I was even looking on the, I was watching a documentary on the weekend and saw at the end it sort of, there was a low budget feature film grant or whatever and I just Googled it and then was reading up about this distribution grant. Mm-hmm. What's your experience been in getting grants? Well, the whole process. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the process? But it's even just thinking about, about. It's tough. It's yeah. just about, I mean, people are good at it. There are mm-hmm. people out there who are very good at it and they like, and yeah. is that who you're talking? Like, do you grant go, writers? Yeah, I'm going to go to a grant writer, or well, is it like we're going mean, to give a producer? Is yeah. the title, but mm-hmm. yeah. So we've um, worked with uh, a producing team to sort of, um, but also like, so my my girlfriend Sonia was the producer of the original show, and I was the writer. And both of us, uh, we don't want to spend more of our work hours, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. writing more stuff about this show. Like it's been so like we we, we want to work on it again, but. You know, there are people in Perth who would be willing to produce that. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, all right, great. Well, let's form a super team then. Yeah. And we're happy to, you know, essentially give these people that opportunity and hopefully that money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Um, But, yeah, I'd really love to see that up again. I guess pretty soon it's time to put in applications for the next Perth Fringe and they'd mm-hmm. hopefully have us back because, like you said, we sold out multiple mm. shows. Mm. So there's a market for it. Yeah, and, and a lot of people missed out too. You've been dabbling in agency stuff or like- A um, little bit, yeah. a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's more like, uh, at the moment, that's more like freelance mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you know, you like you got to pay your rent so yeah, you yeah. find like freelance work. <laughs> mm. um, and But it'd be interesting to see, I've really, doing this award school thing has really made me- uh, excited about it i'm also excited about the idea of having access to some really good clients Mm. i feel like um freelance work you are always uh, adjacent yeah it's (laughs) like if something really cool comes in the agency are gonna go oh well we'll do this oh but now we don't have the resources oh well all the stuff we don't want to do give that to the freelancer and then you just do it from your home in the laptop and they go thanks and the money arrives in your bank account yeah Mm. and i would like to get back to that commercial radio vibe Mm -hmm. where you get really big clients wanting to do really interesting Mm. stuff and Mm -hmm. they've come to you straight to you yeah Yeah. and i think that that's kind of what i i like Mm. um but the other perk of the uh agency existence would be that it wouldn't rely Mm. on my personality Mm -hmm. or my sort of um you know um 
me as a human. Brand. It would, yeah, it'd be more about I mean, my the, work. The agency's it? done the hard work in getting the client. So then it's yeah. that is a piece well. of hard that was, work. And that was what's really good about client. commercial radio as well, yeah. right? I didn't have to go down to A and Z and knock on the door and go, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Like yeah. they would be like, Oh, we want to be on the Dan and Matt show. Yeah. So, it is yeah. a con- there's a there's a a trend, I think, of radio people doing. I think they make great agency people. Sam Cav yeah. as an example. Yeah. Even Corey Layton. That's where he's. Although he's started. back now. He's back yeah, at right. radio yeah, now. No, yeah. But yeah, yeah. And um, I, I have a real um, another one who and a person who I've worked a bit with, and I've uh, been talking to a bit about this. Wade Kingsley as well. Mm-hmm. He's another yeah. guy. But uh, yeah, I think um, uh, I have a real soft spot for people who do well in radio mm-hmm. and then go cool. What else is out there? Because yeah. that's inspiring to me yeah. as someone who had a great moment in radio mm. uh, that didn't quite have the longevity I was after. Uh, and now I'm like, cool, what else is out there? But it's I'm like, I don't know anything. Yeah. Would you ever go client side? Could you imagine being sort of in-house? Cre- like I'm, I'm wonder. In-house creative kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. within like a Coca-Cola. Maybe, or but I think, I, I think I'd prefer to like that. I could see that in the future. The diversity in age. There's something... I mean, agency people work so fucking hard. That's yeah. the one thing. Like every agency person. Yeah, I'm okay person, with that though. Yeah. I have been living my exciting freelance life for about mm-hmm. three years now and I don't know, like anyone who's worked on a um, big time commercial radio, TV, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. production knows how hard you work and you, but the reward is great too. So I've been, I've been, um, I haven't had that in a while. So I'd be more than happy to spend a fair amount of time just, Working mm. with some super smart people on some super cool stuff. Yeah. Well, it's a different mindset, right? The freelance uh, lifestyle, in, if you increase your output, you can increase your revenue. Whereas when you're yeah, working internally, so much, so you increase much, your output, you're just getting the same amount of money per so week. So much of your time is spent on trying to find work, yeah, not doing work. Not in billable hours. Yeah, and it <laughs> just really is. annoys yeah. me. Like you have so many coffees and all this sort of stuff and you might get yeah. what, like a, 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 you know, a day's worth of work yeah. or something. And it's not really super awesome yeah. work. I want the the level of thrill that I had with the musical, mm-hmm. um, but with the level of mm. like client that you know you can only like like I I'll write something for you know Commonwealth Bank or something, and I mm-hmm. end up writing these little you know eight second bumpers or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like. Okay, I want to be doing musical level stuff for that level client. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah. Sort of well, yeah, thing. you're doing the tactical execution versus, and the strategy's already baked in. Where there's something yeah, beautiful and I like just, yeah, understanding the strategy. Yeah. yeah, I think the client side, like what TJ and I have sort mm. of developed over time, is the power of directly working with clients. Mm. Like just mm. even, I guess, within that agency stuff, it does feel like if we're thinking about audience and we're thinking about what do they want. It's sometimes very hard to distinguish between, you know, you could do, we could do five ed- edits of a video for an agency that's for a client, for their client, but they won't show any of those five edits mm. and then they'll show it to the client. And so all of that friction, yeah, the creative yeah, friction, the yeah, excitement yeah, yeah. In, in developing is actually not not happening. Oh, it's so and true. So, You've got to really build a fortress around mm, your ideas. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. One of them is just don't work with agencies. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, that's what that's, we've been. We've been lucky, I guess. Into yeah. that's been part of the thing, which is like if we can do direct to clients. Yeah, that's which true. You can. That's how agencies that's work a, as yeah. well. And yeah. it's like if you anytime you have a middleman, like. But I think the, this the is best, where freelancers' problem. Cla- yeah, it's no, clashing. Like, no, yeah, the, definitely. The agency's business model is clashing with the freelancers' business model. And yeah. 
Like, it's great just, you know, as a, like a lifestyle and a, mm. and a, and a moment in time. But, you know, is, is this what, is this how you want to work for two decades? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think when everyone involved in, a, in an idea chain wants to know that a bit of the de- their DNA is in that idea. Mm. Like, I always got taught that, um, for example, if you are putting together like a grant for, say, like a, a short film that you're talking you about. You your 23 and May. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like as in like you, um, you, you wouldn't present them like here is the fully finished idea. All we need mm. from you is the money. Yeah. You present them the outline and go, do you want to go on this journey yeah, together? Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you people mm. want to be invested in projects yeah. and stuff like that. It's well, always like, you know, you get that investor and all they want to do is tinker with your product. Yeah. Well, embrace that because yeah. they deserve to. Well, you know? Dan Ariely, the, organizational psychologist who's got the book predictably irrational and he talks about the ikea effect which is people value things that they have hand in making yeah exactly and and for us like Mm. from a client point of view that means that like we show clients versions so they can see it and they can see if they don't understand oh this goes there and this is why we've done that Mm. there's no buy-in and i guess that's the the thing that we've learned from having the middlemen is it's like we might be on the same page from an agency site, like, mm, you know, we're yeah. all across it, but then we haven't, mm. we haven't interfaced. Like this, the shorter we can make the gaps between when we create something and feedback, that's where I mm. think the, the magic is. And sometimes when I'm doing this freelance stuff, I silo myself away so mm. much to the point where I forget that I should be, you know, making a connection with the people who I'm working for and saying, hey, what do you think? Like I go, mm. cool, I'll get it done. And then three hours later, I go, there's the work done. Thank yeah. you. And that's uh-huh. and that's up. But that's playing the game. That, but, that, but yeah, it, but it's just. But it's, I, I think that yeah. that is the that is the unsexy or unexciting mm. bit of this sort of remote work digital freelancer is yeah. it's just like you know commodity because you're well, yeah. commoditizing what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Because whereas if you actually say, "Hey, I'm applying my thought and communication mm. and all that sort of thing into that," that becomes more than just like. You're acting like a machine at that point, which it's is okay like, to act like yeah. a machine once in a while if it suits yeah, exactly. you. That, that, you know that whole di- idea of um, embrace the suck, where it's mm-hmm. like, what's the kind of suffering? Like, don't go like, I want to do that job because the highs are so high. Yeah. It's instead you go like, what are the lowest points of that job? Are they okay? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah and yeah. I look at like the lowest points of um, freelancing. And I go, oh, I don't like that at all, yeah. right? I don't like just messaging lots of people mm. saying, hey, can I get some of your money, please? I don't like, um, you know, maintaining a website. I don't like, mm. um, like, all the different stuff mm. that gets in the way of actual work. Whereas I look at something like, um, I mean, I've never worked like full-time in an agency, but I, I compare it a bit to the the vibe of a, a radio mm-hmm. station. Admittedly, I know like yeah, my job was a weird fantasy camp sort of job, <laughs> right? But the the organizational stuff yeah. that gets in the way of a lot of people in those companies, like meetings and clients mm. and, um, you know, no, you have to do this, not what you want to and all this sort of stuff. If, if that's the lowest point, mm. I'm like, I can deal with that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like, I kind of like the business side of it all. I like meetings. Yeah. There is right? structure. It's, it's- I like having a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, the it. thing is whether that's the is that leaning towards the future of work? I don't know. I think yeah, that there's I know. a, a deta- I know. like the the I think that the risk nothing will ever <laughs> replace the feel of a genuine horse and buggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess no, but the thing is, there is something really 
nice about like I was talking to a friend this morning about uh, business travel. It's like with Skype and Zoom and all the ways that you can communicate now, getting on a plane makes less and less sense for certain yeah, things. Yeah. But there is a romanticism to 100%, getting yeah. in business class and going to yeah. North America to seal the deal. Oh, I remember when I was, oh, yeah. I was, uh, would have been, when would it have been? How old would I have been? I was about to get into radio. I would have been maybe like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And I was living in Melbourne, but I was going for the job in Perth, which is my, I got it. It was my first radio job. But I remember um, being, going to the airport and they're like, are oh, you going to Perth? And I said, like, yeah. And they said, business or pleasure? And I went, business <laughs> it was so amazing yeah yeah and there is something i guess it is a uh but these are all pacifiers and stuff that actually yeah. do they lead to uh great work and fulfillment yeah. and purpose mm. and all that sort of thing you know i guess part of the thing is with when i worked as a digital content producer at the radio station i think the thing that a lot of employees don't get which i think is a missed opportunity is the connection between what what you're doing and the benefit that it's having having from a business perspective. Mm. But also like find where your mojo comes from. Like we were mm. talking about how you guys have decked out this brand new yeah. studio, right? Like I'm sorry, it probably cost you a lot of money, but mm-hmm. like, hey, haters, like don't you feel better yeah. broadcasting oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in here? Yeah. Like and we were saying like people are like, oh, all I need is a pen and a piece of paper and I can create poetry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but when I've got my really nice pen yeah, yeah. and my really nice book, like I just go... Yeah, I'm I doing it. There's yeah. a pe- doing it. You there's know? a piece Absolutely. of work most employees can do, which is to work out if they actually want to be an employee. Because if there's some, so you say, I want to, I like, actually like having a boss. Yeah. Like this is really empowering to go into those roles and fucking nail them. Yeah. yeah. Versus what I was like when I was working for someone. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is fucked. Well, I think I, and that's I, like, that's probably why you're thriving in this environment. Yeah. Mm. And there's probably a lot mm. of people who would actually, who are more like you who have been told the narrative that the future of works in front, like and fucking hating it yeah. because they can't mm. do sales. They I was, can't. My <laughs> dream is to be a baby boomer. Yeah. That is my dream. Yeah. Like if I Work was this General age, Motors. I was this age in the nineties. Yeah. Like imagine that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Oh. If you had a chance to do a lot, do it all over again, what would you do? What career? Oh, I think I nailed it. You know, Honestly, yeah. I was yeah. going to be a lawyer, man. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think I nailed book, yeah. it. Do you think, uh, yeah. Did you do much on intellectual property? Yeah, heaps. Because what, we're tra- what I'm trying to work out is I just put in an application for the Daily Talk Show trademark. trademark. Yeah. I don't know. Like we were on the fence of applying for it based on it feels like a common phrase. Yes. What do you reckon the likelihood? Well, it's not a Daily Talk Show. It's the, the Daily, Daily Talk, talk Show. Yeah. And I think there's enough words in there because yeah. there's like three words. Mm-hmm. Like if you just called it the show, mm-hmm. you'd probably struggle. Yeah. But I think that, that those three words in that, order mm-hmm. i loved intellectual property yeah, yeah. so much because this is what it was all like yeah like think of an exam where all you have to do is this mm. can it's i ask so what, fun. what happens once we get a trademark yeah, what you does it defend mean? it we have to defend it we yeah. have to and that's so that's i can a, fight well so I yeah kickbox, exactly. i got muay thai skills <laughs> yeah so you do that small amounts of but with your words <laughs> yeah true i'm fucked <laughs> like i mean fucked. i think that's the interesting thing about it because i was talking uh this morning to my mate about the fact that uh Dig.com, which was a, a big sort of social bookmark site in the mid-2000s. The IWG. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Kevin Rose, who founded that, he got a bunch of shit from going after all these people um, because of trademark infringement. Mm, yeah. And he did a great job of explaining. It's like 
if he doesn't defend his yeah. trademark, then when they actually need They'll to use the trademark, yeah, yeah. then if a competitor is staying to use it, they could say, "Hey, there's these three cases yep. here." Which is not but what does used. it? Yep. What does it mean for in in terms of the value? We, the value. What is it? Why would we get a trademark? Why would someone try? So that no one else can use those words to describe yeah, their they, show. They can't create a talk. The I reckon talk you can show. ask that question yourself because think about it, right? Yeah. If you saw another podcast from, say, Canada mm-hmm. climbing up the. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> if it, uh, it's climbing up the ranks yeah. called The Daily Talk Show, how would you feel? Yeah. A bit good on them. I don't know how really? hard it is. No, <laughs> I mean, like, of course it'd be. Yeah. We we created this shit first. Yeah, and that part of it. Yeah, I guess part of it is. It's but then like, you have legal grounds to stand exactly. on to then be able to say. But take to be it honest, down. there's also like I don't know what it's like overseas, but in Australia, there's also passing off, which is called common law trademarks. Mm-hmm. So you generally say that someone is passing themselves off mm-hmm. as your product. Yeah, and um, that is that exists outside of trademarks. Sure, right? Because you can put the little TM. Without mm. it being trademarked, right? Yeah, I know, but that's like, people do that. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know. Like There's we're talking number. about judges yeah, exactly. here. Like yeah, they're yeah. gonna go. All right, yeah, mate. Yeah. That's come on. And because yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess the interesting thing is mm. you can have a business name, company name. You can have the domain name. It actually doesn't meet from an intellectual property point of view. Mm. That's why I think like if we can get the Daily Talk Show as a trademark, that means that we actually have equity. Like mm. then it actually becomes something. Like the dot com is something. Sure, the Instagram, all that sort of shit. But they're not really. Well, we I'll, I'll tell you a story. When I started out in radio, it was me and my friend Matt and both of us were law students. We were studying during the day and doing our Nova Nights show at night, mm-hmm. right? And as you can tell, we studied intellectual property. This is the kind of stuff we were into. And so, we were like, we want to own the trademark for Action Battle Team, which is the <laughs> name of our show. Yeah. And we did exactly what you're doing. We yeah. went and we made a trademark application. And when we were negotiating with Nova, we were like, well, you can do whatever you want, but we're going to own the rights in the name. And we were so excited about it. And we thought it was so cool. And pretty much when we got promoted to our first big job, which was Adelaide Breakfast, after three months, we're like, hey, it's just called Matt Dan and Maz now. <laughs> and we just put that piece of paper in a drawer and never looked at so it So, it actually- You got it? If we- if we search it, would it be lapsed? I don't know, actually. Yeah, but to be honest, so my, I mean, there might be a little, you know how we're talking about like uh, be your own boss? Yeah. <laughs> if we were our own boss, we wouldn't have um, had that taken away from us. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, it's a, it felt like an old old show. Mm-hmm. We need a new name. Matt Danamaz is so much better. But um, it made sense. Do it. Um, I'm not very, uh, what's the word, sentimental about that sort of <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's business. Come on. <laughs> I want to get to number one. But um, the... I think for you guys, I would say it's a little different because it's mm-hmm. something you literally own 100% yeah. yourself and, and no one's promoting it. So, <laughs> but what do you pay? Like a thousand bucks? No, no, no. It was, so it was two, how much does an orange yeah, cost? Exactly. $200? So, <laughs> 200 plus we paid the extra 130 so 330 which gives you an examiner. Right. Yeah, that, might, that would was, have felt that would have felt like a thousand bucks when yeah. I was a student. <laughs> yes. And, but it was good having that. Uh, we've got that extra layer. So, they'll actually come in and they'll say, hey, uh, because you've got to do classes. That's where it gets mm. hard. And so, yeah. where I fucked up initially yeah. when I was put like going through the application initially a few months ago, but we decided not to do it because I went down the rabbit hole. I was like, I think it's going to be too generic, blah, mm. blah, blah. But then I'm like, fuck it, let's just try it. But Classic. I, that's, that's another one I really love at law school. Yeah. Fuck like, it, let's just try yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the distinguish between uh, goods and services. So, I was picking services like 
podcasting production versus being yeah, a, a podcast, yeah. which is interesting because yeah. we're not going to be in the business. No one's going to use the Daily Talk Show as a brand to make podcasts. Yeah, okay. It's going to be the, the brand. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. was interesting. But yeah. I only did like three things. It was like webcasts, downloadable podcasts, but it's all in there. It's nah, interesting. Don't you see? Um, I want to do streaming like I – Hopefully, when we speak to the examiner, why not? We're streaming right yeah, now. Exactly. Mm. So from well, the we're not actually. It looks like you've put it away. Did, what it's, happened? Instagram actually has a time limit on Instagram Live. How long have we been talking limit. for? Uh, we're at about an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wrap it up. Uh, well, yeah. If Instagram if you, takes if you, us down, where did we peak? We definitely got forty cum. Did you get to do we got, save? We got fifty in total. Oh shit! There it. we go. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just a um, single clap. But we did go a bit longer than we thought we would. Um, if someone's listening right now. Can they like tweet us and say, well, I listened all that way. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what people could do? This would be the, the best thing. Screen, if you're using a podcast app, mm. screen grab it, do an Insta yeah. story and at us and at, yeah. uh, at Dan's booth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If you um, have any great. energy left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I wonder about that. Mm-hmm. I wonder about that. Um, like I feel like podcasts, you'd be pretty smart to just skip the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because like people warm up, yeah. you mm. realize what the podcast is actually about and then you really get into it. Like, um, Whereas like commercial radio, I was like, get them in straight out of the gates, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So, so yeah, I wonder pressure. about how people listen to podcasts. Or yeah. just on, just listening, doing something else. Well, just, th- it's just a part of- You think about a radio show, even though it's like not talking the whole time, but I was looking at Wikipedia pages of old, old uh, radio shows over the weekend. It's like three to four hours. Like- it, Radio shows go for a long period of time. Yeah. There's heaps of fucking songs and stuff in there. There's probably 50 minutes or an hour of talk. How much would you talk on a drive show that goes for three? Hours, six, drive show wait, goes for four hours. to Brecky six. Goes, yeah. Four to six. So We've done a week's worth of drive shows. It definitely depends mm-hmm. on the time slot. Mm-hmm. Like you probably talk for about 25% of a night's show, yeah. but it'll probably be closer to 50%. Mm-hmm. Breakfast show, maybe even over 50%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We used to play a lot of music. Uh-huh. Was like that we a, would, some, is that does that come from the two songs out of the top hour? Music director does that come from the CD? Like who who does that? Uh just depends on the company. Yeah, someone yeah. more important than me. <laughs> you know, it's a good title. Yeah. for 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 a podcast. Dandy Booth, thanks for coming in, mate. Thanks, oh, it's buddy. good to be uh, here, guys. I really like uh, starting off Monday morning straight out of the gates with mm. something uh, vibrant and uh, dare I say it. Intellectual, yeah. With Ooh. with uh, brought to you by Mocha Master. Not yeah, a sponsor. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, other coffee pots are available. <laughs> yeah. Is um, there any that outside of Mocha Master? I couldn't think of any. Yeah, there are. If you go to the wire cutter, there's actually some that rank higher. Okay. But the Mocha mm. Master is a um, probably belongs in a bloody design museum. Chance of yeah. cutting your finger low. That's what Hopefully. we like around here. Yeah. Uh, remember screen grab and uh, Atus and Dan Booth as well on Instagram. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys.